This is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. My name is Megan. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a single mom of four young kids. I'm a comedian, an improv trainer, an author. I just do a lot of different types of things. And as I've been going through life, I just really uh, like to share stories and meet people and find connections um, of cool people doing awesome things all around me every day. And so this is a podcast where we're going to be kind of all over the board. Sometimes it'll be about personal growth. Sometimes there might be some professional strategies that I've learned that I would love to share. Uh, And just my perspective on a lot of different things in life. Um, So join me, Megan Bryant, and keep in mind that we don't have to be a big deal to do big things. Hey guys, welcome to episode two. This is a chilling tale of a wild and wacky year of vehicles that I have experienced Um, shortly after my divorce in 2017, had sort of a series of unfortunate events with cars. And, um, so this just kind of talks about that and some deeper meanings, of course, that I had to pluck from the storyline. Uh, one thing I did neglect to mention is the Jeep's name is Kooky Punkin Mordecai Skips Jr. Uh, the kids came up with that name. And once we listed that all out, though, my four-year-old said, hey, let's just call him Jeff for short. And so that's what we call him. This is a story about how I came to have Jeff in my life. Enjoy. Beep, beep. I'm a Jeep. Okay, guys. (laughs) I still don't have a voice. It'll be fun to have this transition over the next several episodes of gradually returning to health. Mm. Getting healthy with Megan Bryant. Ooh, delightful. In today's episode, while being <clears throat> massively stuffy slash goobery, um, I was thinking about the metaphor of my life um, as a section I'm, I've been working on in my book. You'll hear me talk about this book a lot until eventually it comes out. The more I talk about it, the more it will somehow spur these final waves of creativity to finish writing the manuscript. I was writing, though, about how much I can relate to my Jeep. I feel like my Jeep is like the most um, perfect embodiment of me in a vehicle form because... It's bright colored. It's bright orange. It is, you know, if you know about Jeep Wranglers, they are all different looking. They all have bold colors. They have lots of different accessories you can put on them. Lots of different um, features. And they're like transformers, like real life transformers. That's what my kids love about it. They love when I get to take the top off um, and let the sunshine pour in. And, um, and when I'm in it, I feel so happy. Even just thinking about having it in my garage makes me so happy. I'm not into materialistic things. And for me, this is an experiential situation, guys. Um, when I was young, I I loved Jeeps. My stepdad had a 
red Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo. I remember when I was young and I used to work with him on construction sites and sometimes he would let me drive the Jeep with the trailer of all the um, debris from tearing down uh, remodel jobs and stuff. I would get to drive it over to the dump sites and I thought that was so cool because I was underage and whatever. So I've always wanted a Jeep and I finally originally had my own first Jeep was a, a Liberty and it was a cool car. It was fun. A little bit of an old lady Jeep. I didn't really realize at the time, but I still totally loved driving it. And then I eventually got an orange Jeep Wrangler 2011 Sahara Unlimited Edition in the Mango Tango orange color. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I had a great day job at the time, so I made really aggressive payments to pay it off and um, got to the point of finally owning it free and clear, um, which was really satisfying to have my dream car. And then life took an interesting turn of events, and um, I had another baby, so I was going to have four kids at the time that I was pregnant. It could not fit my whole family with being married at the time and then having a fourth child on the way, there were discussions about getting a family vehicle, a mom mobile. And for some reason, there was a lot of quick exchanges of vehicles. Um, my husband at the time had a sedan that was traded in for a land cruiser briefly. Uh, for some reason. And then, so then we had a Jeep and a Land Cruiser. And I was like, wait, what? Okay. Well, that one could have fit all of us. But then I'm like, well, we don't need two big rigs. And so then it sort of shifted. And somehow in the whirlwind, it ended up being that the Jeep got traded in one day at a used car dealership. No, no, no. We sold a private party so that we could get all that money back out of it from being paid free and clear paid cash for a 2010 gray Honda Odyssey piece of life-sucking that plopped onto my driveway with the weight of a thousand crushed dreams. <laughs> I remember transferring my kooky plates, my license plates say kooky, and I transferred those from my Jeep Wrangler, my dream vehicle that made me literally sparkle with delight and joy every time I turned on the ignition. It switched into, ooh, here we are, just this big sopping slug of a piece of crap vehicle. <laughs> and, and I hated it. Anyway, it was free and clear and whatever. I had the baby. Had plenty of room for the family. Long story short, I didn't, I didn't have a need for that big of a vehicle anymore uh, because I got a divorce and I should have gone right back to a Jeep. So this podcast today is really just a quick story about the vehicles we use <laughs> in life and the metaphor um, for me. Because then I went, okay, I'm pretty forward thinking. And so I'm like, all right, I'm in my late 30s. I have four kids. I'm a Mormon or I was uh, very active at the time. And I was like, okay, I am going to eventually probably get remarried. And who knows? I'll probably end up having some extra kids come into the scene. I'll just plan ahead. 
I don't want the minivan anymore. It was having some weird wonky problems with like the doors not shutting all the way. And sometimes the remote doors in the back would open on their own. Like it just did weird things. And I was like, I don't want to put money into fixing it. I hate this thing anyway. Time to break free. So I traded that in and I got a pretty cool Toyota Sequoia. And it fit eight. It had the bench seat in the middle. Um, so the three rows of seating. It was nice, nice rig. And I was like, all right, I can deal with this for a while. It's pretty slick. Then winter hit. Started, uh, you know, what in Idaho we get our storms and we got our first winter storm. This thing slid out of my driveway out of the garage, down the driveway. I could not pull it back into the driveway to save my life. I kept being like, what is up with this thing? And I had noticed it was pretty goosey, like lots of power. And then suddenly it dawned on me as I was trying to turn on the four-wheel drive because I just assumed it was automatically four-wheel drive. When I was looking for cars, I spent two months looking at different vehicles, trying to avoid huge rigs, trying to find something that still felt a little spry, but bigger than a Jeep. And a four-wheel drive was mandatory. Like, we live in Idaho. Like, I need to be able to go all the places. Turns out this sucker is two-wheel, rear-wheel drive. What? Why does this thing even exist? I could not even believe it. So I called my parents, and we went for a drive on Christmas Eve that year. It was 2017. And it was snowy and slick and just was testing it out. It handled worse than any car I've ever had because it had so much power in the rear wheels that it, was, it would just want to peel out and it couldn't haul its own sorry butt up a hill and or even my own little slanted driveway. And so I thought about it a lot and then I called the dealership. These are, this is a dealership that I had bought many cars from since my young years and all the different cars I've had, like something like six or seven cars I've bought from the same dealership. I call them up. I'm like, got a problem here, folks. This absolutely cannot be accurate that this is what happened because I was looking very diligently with my sales guy that we we took two full months of looking at different cars and that I specifically wanted four-wheel drive, and this is bogus. Anyway, so... To make the long story short, we ended up going to look through lots of other cars, still trying to avoid big giant behemoths, but I was looking at whatever because I needed a four-wheel drive. There was no way I was going to just like accept what I had at that point and thought about going to a Wrangler again. And then, of course, they kind of talked me into being like, well, you're probably right that may as well plan ahead for the kids to grow and blah, 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 blah and whatever. Okay, okay. So then I switched to a used Cadillac Escalade, (laughs) which was also a super nice car. Very fun to drive. Very powerful. Very, very, very huge. Exactly the hugeness that I did not want. Um, But, you know, it worked. It was kind of a cool mom mobile until suddenly it was not working anymore. This big behemoth became... uh, a giant problem. It was like, it was haunted. We'd be driving down the road and it would start like circuits were frying. Like the computers of everything would glitch on and off the T they're not the TV, the, uh, the radio and the lights. And 
everything would flicker on and off. And the um, running boards that would come out automatically as a step, they would come out and in and out and in on their own, like while I was driving. And then the power would just totally shut off and I would like have no power steering. And, and then I was like, whatever. So I went and had it checked. They were like, oh, it must be bad battery. Well, it has like a pretty new battery, right? Like it's three or four years old. I still went and got a new battery and then it died again a couple days later. So I take it into the service. Oh, we can't figure out anything that's wrong. And I'm like, well, something's wrong. Something is wrong. The car doesn't just like be weird on its own, right? It It's not functioning. It's not healthy. It's not, it's not a safe vehicle. Help me out. Figure this out. It sat on the lot at this dealer for 17 days with no sign of any type of, of, uh, answer or time frame or, or, uh, loaner car. In the meantime, I had a work trip. Actually, I had to rent a car for that. I was driving my mom's super old minivan in the meantime, as that thing just sat and died another death on their lot. And then they finally give it back to me. Nope, everything's fine. We can't check anything. Nothing in the diagnostics. And I'm like, what are you even, how? Ah. So I was like, screw that. Screw it all. So I went and I took that sucker again, POS, over to a different dealership. And I got myself a brand new Jeep Wrangler also orange, but this time, guys, it's called Pumpkin, and it is the four-door Jeep Wrangler Sahara Unlimited Edition again, and all became right with the world. By then, I'd already acquired a monthly payment again, which I wasn't a a fan of, uh, all things considered with my current financial state and switching into independent world um, after all these years, although I kind of made all made made my own money all along anyway but whatever that's beside the point here I was like okay I'm gonna be making a car payment anyway I may as well go back to something I love the kids love it I love it it is it, it makes me feel like I can go anywhere and do anything I can drive up mountains I can drive and splash through puddles I love the playfulness of the color and the flexibility in adding things to it when I eventually get to that point. And I thought about um, this journey of vehicles as kind of how my life has been, my own in my own body, my own journey of really um, needing this vehicle of my body to be strong and healthy and to get me from point A to point B and carry my precious cargo of my own spirit. Just like my Jeep, when I'm driving on the road, I want to be able to know that I'm in a safe vehicle that's capable, that I feel safe with my children in. And having those other cars, man, they seemed big and strong and tough. And then they just were not equipped in a way that served me. And now I drive this Jeep and honestly, it clicked one day that I was just thinking, this is driving the Jeep in that security that it gives me is not unlike the way that I feel as I allow, in my case, a lot of spiritual guidance. I very much believe in a God figure. Some of those perceptions are changing just a little bit um, as I've stepped away from the LDS church. 
my testimony though of certain spiritual things that I will never be able to deny because I know that I have had a loving spiritual guidance so many times in my life. And for me, um, I feel like a Jeep. I feel like I'm equipped and I'm ready for this journey of life. And you know what happens when we're driving on down the road and a storm hits, you turn on your windshield wipers and you keep going, right? You don't stop. You don't pull over. And when I get to a mountain, I get to drive up and over it confidently, turn on those headlights and just go into the night. And it might sound cheesy, but I totally just feel like my own posture is is like if I were a, a Jeep. Like sometimes things hit the fan and people, um, you know, we experience things that are a trial and just as much as I experienced the kind of the joy and the fun um, and feel the security in the Jeep when I'm driving over a bumpy, uneven terrain and kind of rocking back and forth and bobbing, but still knowing that I'm secure and I'm safe. And that's really how I've been able to transform my mentality around approaching the challenges that are going to keep facing me in life. Um, as soon, as soon as I have to deal with something, um, I just, I just turn on windshield wipers when negativity starts coming at me or if someone uh, tries to cast their opinions on me or tries to tell me how I should be living my life or, um, is just mean or whatever the case is. Just as quickly as those things are happening, I just mentally turn on my windshield wipers and I just wipe it away and I just keep going. I just keep driving on through. I, um, I just don't want to be stopped. I feel like I am totally equipped and I'm continuing, continuing to learn how to accessorize, so to speak. Um, and it really translates a lot, in my opinion as well, to forgiveness. Um, I'll definitely talk about forgiveness a little bit more robustly in a later podcast. But when I think about um, sometimes when people are trying to be hurtful, they may not even notice it's happening. I truly believe that when people are hurting other people, it's coming from their own hurt that has not been resolved or addressed and embraced. And and, and so I, just as quickly sometimes as a negative thing is it being directed at me, I will just plow right through it and forgive them. I turn on those wipers again and I just, I just let it go right off my windshield and I wish love on that person and well wishing that they can navigate through their hurt. Um, especially when I know it's not about me. Granted, I am experienced in the past with doing stupid things that I later learned hurt other people. I maybe knew occasionally right in the moment, and like a stubborn human, it took me some time um, to recognize where I have hurt people. And you better believe that I take my time and effort in apologizing and owning my own shit as quick as I can um, and, and, and offering forgiveness to myself and, and asking for forgiveness whenever it's applicable. Because I just don't like, I don't like how I feel when other, other things have been slung at me. So I don't want to make other people feel that way. And the more I've really learned to actively 
apply forgiveness and um, just embrace it right as it's happening, it just makes me feel so light and so capable and ready to climb mountains. So that's uh, those are my thoughts for the day. Is that I I love it. I love it. having a jeep in my in my car or as my car, my very comfortable and safe and fun vehicle. And it is just a daily reminder for me to keep working hard. Um, to you know, I actually work hard to be able to pay my bills. <laughs> And also just to feel like I can do that. I can do that too. Um, I get to be like a Jeep. Beep, beep. I totally feel that way. And I don't care that it's cheesy. That's how I, that's how I roll, guys. Oh, my gosh. I went there. Uh, so, yeah. Think about the things that inspire you. About um, I love looking for metaphors and ways to overcome Um, it just makes life easier for me to really process with my kind of simple brain sometimes. Um, so whatever journey you're on, I hope that you feel as equipped as a Jeep to just keep on going through the mud and over the hills and through the rain and into the sunshine and the sandy beaches and all the good and bad and everything in between. I hope that you feel equipped. And if you don't, like, let's find out together how we can keep finding strength and fun tools to keep navigating through life. Thanks for listening to I Hardly Know Her. Just remember, you guys, we don't have to be a big deal to do big things.